Renata Bernardi, and this is the Job Hunting Podcast, where I interview experts and professionals and discuss issues that are important for job hunters and those who are working to advance their careers. So make sure that you subscribe and follow, and let's dive right in. Hello, I'm Renata Bernardi and the host of the Job Hunting Podcast. Welcome back if you're a regular listener of this podcast and welcome to you who is a brand new listener. You may have found this because this topic is of interest to you. Today we're going to be addressing a very dear topic of mine because I've been in this situation not once, not twice, three times. It's when you are looking for a job during the holiday season. Here in Australia, we are not only um, getting ready for Christmas and New Year's, but it's also summer. It's our summer holiday. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, of course, you have Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, and it, it can be difficult job hunting during that time. So I'm here to help you and provide some solutions. Let's get going. So not only am I going to provide you with three options, at least three options that you can use. They are three different schedules that you can use to job search during the holiday seasons. And these schedules, you know what, they can be used at whatever time. And I'll be discussing uh, how you can use these schedules whenever you're job searching, not just for the holiday season. But I thought... Um, this was the right time to introduce the schedules to you and then explain to you um, that I am going to be doing a two-day workshop to address item by item of these activities that are included in the schedules that I'm proposing for job seekers and I think that the podcast is not enough for us to go through the schedules in detail and I want to help you. I want you to succeed. I want you to be less stressed during the holiday season and enjoy whatever time you have with your family or with yourself or whatever you want to do <laughs> during this time. My family here is very divided. Half of us love Christmas and love New Year's Eve. The other half doesn't really care much at all. So whatever you're planning to do, um, that's fine. But if you are job searching, I am really hoping that these schedules, um, whatever uh, one you choose to uh, adopt, will certainly help you keep a routine, keep discipline, find a time. But most importantly, know what you actually need to do to find a job. So um, without further ado, let's get going. And at the end of this podcast, I will give you more details about the two day workshop, which is free. And I'd love as many of you to join as possible because it will be interactive. It will be live. You can ask questions. And look, if you can't attend, at least register, because if it's not a good time for you, that's fine. Um, register and I will send it to you, the recording, once it's done. So that's the only way you'll be able to access it in the next couple of weeks. So either attend live or register anyway, and I'll send you the recording. So as I mentioned before, I have 
been without a job just before Christmas. I found myself without work just before Christmas three times. The first time was just after September 11. And that story is on my website. It's also a topic of one of my early podcasts. I'll put a link to it below. And that was um, very stressful, as you can imagine. I was new to Australia. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have a, a big network here. I had two young children. My husband was overseas working for United Airlines of all companies, really um, immersed in the finding solutions for big problems in that company in Chicago, based in Chicago. And I was alone in Australia trying to find work. Needless to say, it took me uh, months and I finally started working part time, which was exactly what I needed because I was a full time student then at the university where I studied. And it was a great solution because I would study and work casually uh, part time and I didn't have to commute. And that made my life really easy, especially with young children and a husband that was flying in and out of the country. And then um, in 2016, I think it was, 15, 16, 16, I um, left my job at the foundation I used to be CEO of and was without work during the holiday season. It can be very difficult. It can be depressing. It's a source of anxiety. It makes you feel um, uncomfortable about spending money. You don't know when you're going to get another job. Um, You don't know how the job market is going to react and how, you know, how often uh, you will be able to catch up with people, headhunters, recruiters, if there are going to be jobs advertised early in the new year or not. It's um, a reset of everything. Um, And there is a lot of unknown. It's um, different from uh, being without a job, let's say March, April, when all the engines are on and there's still so much that you can achieve that year. And it seems like um, nothing will stop and, and you can keep going and looking for work if that's what you want to do. But in my case, I never felt like I was in a financial position where I could take a step back and relax. I always felt like I had to keep going and, and work. Um, the third time was when I was made redundant from my last corporate job at Monash University. And at that time, I... Um, found myself in a situation where I had a couple of opportunities to come in very quickly for discussions about permanent roles and I opted out and I was surprised of how um, little interest I had in um, the, the roles that were being discussed and that's when I knew it was time for me to focus on my business and you have to be really ready for it and know exactly what you're signing up for if anyone here is interested in in becoming a business owner or opting into a portfolio career which we've discussed before in another podcast with Jacinta Willen who is a partner at Watermark Search and specialized in helping candidates uh, find uh, entering executive roles you have to be ready financially, you have to have the right mindset for that. And I was ready for that. So now I have this portfolio career and my business. And financially, I can do that. So that was um, a decision that I took uh, late 2018. 
And in 2019, I started developing my business plan. And now we're in 2020, and I feel very comfortable with my business. So it takes time. Um, now, one of the things that I teach my clients is how to schedule their days and weeks and months and give them a very, we have a very frank conversation about timeframes and expectations and how long it will take for them to find a job based also on how long it takes for recruitment and selection to pan out. It can take a while. The small, more senior you are, the more time it takes for um you to find a job. So you have to be prepared for that time frame and be patient and have the mindset and the financial planning in place to support you for three months, four months, six months, a year. I have uh, colleagues and friends uh, that have taken longer than that. I think that they were working without a coach, quite frankly. <laughs> so there's much more that you learn um, by by doing um, and instead of learning by having that support system around you. But be ready for um, a longer time frame if you're doing it on your own. It could take up to two years for um, a very senior executive to find a role. That's why I think it's so important to hire people to teach you how to do recruitment and selection, which is very different from teaching you how to do your work. Um, most of my clients uh, know exactly how to do their work. They don't know how to sell themselves, how to present themselves. They may have lost contact with their network. Uh, they have a, a difficulty in pitching and uh, understanding their competitive advantage, their strengths, their DNA, and how they present themselves to recruiters and hiring managers. So that's what we work on. But the other thing that people really do not understand is the time it takes during the day and the week for you to actually um, devote to job hunting. So um this is how I'm going to break it down to you. I'm giving here three options for you. And the truth is, job hunting can be a full-time job. In fact, um, I've been very lucky, as I said a few times before, that I've always, always had career coaches and people around me, friends of family who were career counselors who have always told me this. So this was just something I knew. And it was something I never had to, it came naturally to me that I would decide that I needed a job as I decided in 2001. And I knew that I had to dedicate time to that task and I had to embed it into my calendar and I had to make time for it, even though I had two young children and I was studying full time and my husband wasn't around to help and I had very little help and very little money. I just had to find the time. It's the same thing when you decide to lose weight or exercise or have a hobby or learn an instrument, you'd have to find the time in your day and week and month to de dedicate to it. And the more consistent you are and regular you are, the better it is, the better outcomes you will get. Um, in the second time I was looking for work, 2016, as I mentioned before, 
I did that full time. So I left the foundation and immediately I was working for myself from 8 a.m. in the morning to 6 p.m. in the afternoon every single day. And I wasn't just looking for jobs on LinkedIn jobs or seek.com. There is um, a diverse number of tasks that you need to do to ensure that you get a new job as quickly as possible. And I left the foundation. Um, I stepped down from my role in October. I was still on gardening leave until December, the end of December. And I started at Monash University on the first week of May, if I'm not mistaken. That for a senior executive, a CEO who then became a chief of staff slash uh, director of portfolio is a very short time. It's a very short time. And in fact, I, I had two job offers. I had a job offer with a professional services firm, a large consulting firm, and with Monash, and I decided to take the Monash role. And that was the role that I wanted and I targeted from day one. My friend Sue Zabud, who is also a career coach and a very good friend of mine, who is yet to be interviewed for this podcast, and I had a chat. And, you know, we were uh, brainstorming um, in her office with her whiteboard. And after an hour, I, I explained to her what I wanted. And she said, yes, I, I think that that's the job for you. And then I narrowed down on my future boss. <laughs> and until, you know, that was a brand new portfolio, as soon as the uh, portfolio started advertising for roles, I applied and I was successful in the in that role. It was the first job um, advertised for that portfolio. And that that takes real sharp um, concentration strategy and planning to get to that in a regular consistent um, routine. And you have to, even though I, I wanted that role from the beginning, that doesn't mean I didn't apply for other roles. Not only it means I have other options, should that role, it didn't, if it didn't eventuate, if there was a better candidate, um, if, you know, I didn't get it. But it also um, keeps me um, on um, practicing keeps me practicing for the the great interview that I then had with um, with the, the the two jobs that I was successful for um, and it's the same um, so for example with the Australian Open uh, which is still in doubt to happen in 2021 here in Australia because we're in lockdown mode and we're not letting people into Victoria the state of Victoria um, one of the problems that we're facing here is that if the tennis players come from overseas, they would have to be quarantined for two weeks, which means they wouldn't be able to play and practice. And for them, this is not an option. They need to practice every day. So they are thinking of canceling the Australian Open in 2021, not because they can't play the competition, but because the players can't practice. As a job hunter, you are going into competition every time you are starting a new recruitment and selection process for a role. So you need to practice. And 
applying for those roles where you have less expectations of winning or, um, you know, they're a good fit for you and they could be a great job for you, it's good practice. It's also good networking. It's a good way to connect with headhunters and leave a good impression. If you don't get that job, they might contact you for another job and so on. So there's lots of benefits for applying uh, for, let's say, one or two jobs per week if you are in a hurry to get a job. So that weekly schedule uh, is really important. I start my day, um, especially when I'm into um, these sort of stressful situations. So job hunting, I find very stressful. I also find very stressful starting a new job. And uh, being in the new job for the first 90 days can be uh, quite uh, a stressful uh, thing for anybody, but especially for somebody who is there to lead. I have a client who's just um, got a a job and she started on Thursday. I have a few clients who just started uh, new jobs and we are probably going to have a few sessions also to support them as they step into these new roles, right? So I always start by meditating early in the morning. I'm a lazy um, meditator. I meditate in bed. (laughs) You know how um, a big fan I am of the Mindset app. They have a a good uh, set of hypnotherapy sessions there, but there are other apps that I've been using and and trying as well. There are so many great apps today. Um, If you're a better meditator than I am, you may not even need that, that guidance. Then I like to walk or exercise. I'm very lucky I live next door to a Pilates studio, so I do that twice a week and I walk the other days. Then I eat my breakfast um, listening to professional news, not other news, you know, news that are important to my sector, to my profession, to my um, business. And this is really important. So, for example, when I worked at Cedar, which is a think tank, this was 60 minutes of my day, you know, and I signed up for all the major newspapers and uh, in sp- specific magazines and, and publishing companies so that I was on top of um, policies and, you know, Australian um, federal and state uh, news. It was part of being um, a national manager for that organization. And it's really important if you are job searching, if you're in between jobs, to keep abreast, especially during COVID, to make sure that when you're back in the game, that you hit the ground running, you will find organizations operating differently, especially after COVID, right? So you need to be very aware of um, how things are progressing in your sector and your profession. Then I recommend doing LinkedIn activity. And you can use some of those professional news and articles to repost them and share. And you can also um, look for work uh, on LinkedIn, Um, have a a target list of individuals that you check out on LinkedIn to see how they're doing. They could be CEOs or managers or uh, senior executives in organizations that you want to work for and you see if they have posted and you comment or you like on what they're doing. You make sure um, that your profile is performing well 
and check if anyone has been looking at your profile, check if there are any messages for you. Don't ever spend um, more than a day before you answer messages on LinkedIn. Always answer messages from recruiters. Always. I have heard people who contacted me to say, oh, you know, I don't answer messages from recruiters. I never answer messages from recruiters. I don't like messages from recruiters. And that is not a good bridge to burn. You may not like the way that they are getting in touch with you. It may not be the right job for you. They may have completely uh, not understood your profile. That says more about your profile than it says about them. <laughs> so <laughs> consider doing a LinkedIn audit with me. Maybe we can um, look at um, how we can make your profile stand out better and connect better with recruiters. I've just done a LinkedIn audit and um, this client said recruiters are looking at my profile, but they're not contacting me. So with that guidance from this client, I reviewed her profile to make that second conversion. It's good that they are coming into um, her LinkedIn profile and I know exactly why they're coming. And as soon as I landed on her profile, I knew exactly why they were not contacting her. It was quite an easy fix. And it was, you know, relatively small investment from her part. It was a black spot for her. Um, um, but for me, it was uh, an easy, uh, I think, you know, I, I, I asked her to wait three to four weeks and then come back to me to see if, it, if it's fixed. <laughs> It'll be so interesting to see. Then you want to do um, a few minutes of job search on LinkedIn or other um, platforms. Some people like Indeed, other people here in Australia like Seek.com. And um, check if there are jobs for you that you want to apply for. Or sometimes I also ask people to look at jobs uh, that may they may not be able to apply because they're interstate or overseas or the different sector that you know you don't have a chance. But if there are keywords and if the job ad and job descriptions are written in a, a certain way, this may be an inspiration for you to go back to your own uh, application and redo your LinkedIn about section or your resume. Just always fine-tuning fine -tuning and, um, and completing the information in your um, own uh, collateral, your assets. Then you want to do your job applications, right? You, you take a break, you have coffee and you do... Um, your job applications, spend about two hours. Um, I have um, a whole sort of routine of how to do that. And I'm not going to go into detail here. It's um, a really important part of um, making sure that you're putting your best foot forward. It, it takes a while to get used to doing great job applications. And that's why I think having that two day um, workshop. It's actually two hours on one hour on the 2nd of December, one hour on the 3rd of December. I think I can go through some of those um, topics in more detail with with everyone that's there. It would be a great Zoom um, community and I can answer any questions as well. 
then I would um, recommend networking, reaching out to people in your network. So, for example, I would, um, let's say in 2016, I had all that time during my gardening leave or the time that I was actually actively looking for work. I would go back and invite people from you know, the Institute of Chartered Accountants where I worked or CEDA where I worked or um, companies that were uh, connected with me um, that did great projects with me like KPMG or uh, who else? Melbourne Uni um, to see if anyone wanted to have coffee with me and have a catch up. And I was so interested. I'm, I'm a very curious person. <laughs> Most of the time, it was not about, you know, oh, I'm looking for work. Do you have anything for me? I just wanted to know what was going on at KPMG or Deloitte or um, Fortescue or BHP. And oh, BHP was another one. I had a couple of um, coffees with people there. And I was just genuinely interested in what they were telling me and how the business was going. I had a couple of chats with people uh, in VicGov, Victorian government. And it was uh, great for them as well, you know, to find out, you know, how am I doing and what are you looking for? And that's the only seed that I wanted to plant it. That's all that I needed to do. Um, plant a seed and let people know that I am on the market. And if they, you know, have an opportunity for me, they will think of me. I don't have to do a hard sell. I, I feel that I don't have to do a hard sell. There are other ways of networking. Um, if you are not as sort of as, a, as an extrovert as I am, and we work on different ways of reconnecting with um, a, a cold network of colleagues that you may not have contacted a long time in a long time. And I, I can discuss that in the workshop on the 2nd and 3rd of December with you. If you decide to join, it would be a pleasure to um, brainstorm a few ideas with you. Then I also like to dedicate some time to career readiness, about an hour. Career readiness is different from professional development. So professional development for somebody who is a, a project manager is learning new ways to project manage. Are there new tools and systems and theories and business models? Um, how do you project manage larger projects at scale versus tiny projects and, you know, agile and versus um, waterfall and all those things? Career readiness is about you focusing on your career and you focusing on how to job hunt. Do I know how to talk to recruiters? Do I know how to present myself and do my pitch? Um, I have a, a friend. She has been in Australia for a year. She's a very um, professional um, senior executive and she presents really well in Portuguese. She does not present well in English yet. And we had lunch yesterday and she was saying, I need to do that in English. And it's not just about translating the pitch. It's about feeling comfortable with myself in talking about my my background in a different language. So that career readiness can be very different for different people. It really depends on what your strengths are and what you want to focus on and what part of the conversion 
uh, is still not happening for you in the recruitment and selection process. So I'll give you another example. I have people that they they feel instinctively that they are great face to face. They are great on interviews, but because they're not very good at the uh, application process, they're not getting in front of people. At least that's how they feel. But I understand that. So you need to then in that career readiness um, time of your day, make sure that you are learning more and more about how to do job applications and how to make them work instead of sending that same resume over and over again and just hoping that one day it will click. That's not how it happens. You have to keep improving on your template until um, you see success. Then I often recommend career coaching. Um, that, of course, doesn't have to be every day. So instead of that career readiness, 60 minutes, one day a week would be you um, touch base with your coach or you do uh, the activities that your coach has asked you to do. Um, if you are my client and you're listening to this, you know uh, <laughs> there is often um, homework that needs to be done. Uh, and the homework by homework, I mean, you know, um, okay, your resume template is uh, is your master resume is looking better, but uh, it can be improved. Uh, or um, let's refine this pitch, or let's work on your answering um, of your questions. So the the, part, the interview component, we go into detail into every single question, the main questions that that are asked depending on your sector and profession. So that's um, a really important part of job hunting, in my view. Then the weekly review and plan, um, uh, 60 minutes for that as well. Usually you can do that on a Friday or on a Monday, depending on how you prefer to do your weekly review and plan. And that is a, such an important part of recruitment and selection. And again, we can go into more detail doing the workshop on the 2nd and 3rd of December um, into what we can actually do in the review and planning of your job search to optimize it. This is, in my view, a key component of, of um, an optimized job search and ensuring that every week you are looking back and identifying um, areas of improvement and identifying your wins and the patterns that are um, cr being created from, you know, the, the successes you're seeing or if you're not seeing any success, identifying the little tweaks that you can make to improve your game the week after. So this is such an important part of ensuring that you are evolving in your job hunting routine. And uh, I think that the workshop will be very helpful for you job hunters out there. And I can't wait to run that workshop with you. I'll give you more details at the end of this podcast. And then as we uh, head towards the end of the day, I like to do guided meditation, uh, sorry, guided relaxation. And I do that before I go to sleep. I do that because, again, I find job hunting stressful and a source of anxiety for me personally and in the past when I used to job hunt, but also for my clients. And guided relaxation just helps you sleep. So if you have difficulties winding down and sleeping that could be it. But of course, you want to have, you know, time during the day to spend time with yourself or with your family or with your pets or with your garden, whatever it is that takes your mind off uh, for 
a few hours, um, possibly three to four hours before you sleep. But the guided relaxation is just that lovely little thing you do before you sleep that just helps your brain um, think about something else or think of nothing really and then have a great night's sleep because you do, if you don't have a great night's sleep uh, the next day you won't be able to be as um, productive as you you want so as you can see that is a full day that is a full day of a job hunting routine and you can do that monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday my friends and uh, i can guarantee you that if you are consistent with that routine you will be very um fast in your um in your to find your next job now the um schedule that i have prepared for you and now i can tell you you can download it for free there is a link to it on the episode show notes and you can download the schedule for for free and if you um have good memory all you need to do is go to my website www.renatabernardi.com forward slash schedule and you can then uh, see that i have two different versions uh, additional versions of that schedule the second version is a job hunting weekly schedule part-time example before i move to that one i've just thought of something even when i was doing a full-time schedule and doing, you know, every day busy, um, 8am to 5.30, 6pm, as I said before, I would sometimes take a day off because you can, you can say, look, okay, this is full on and I need a Wednesday off. I want a Wednesday off to catch up with my friends and not talk about work and just, you know, sleep in or watch Netflix go to the beach, I don't know, whatever you want to do, you can still do that and take that, you know, extra day off if you want. That's perfectly fine. But the other way of doing this is a part-time example. And the part-time example is suitable for those who are coming into the holiday season and they want to pair up the job hunting with other things that they want to do. They want to go shopping for Christmas. They want to cook. They want to spend time with their family. They need to care for their kids. So the part-time example is a good one um, to follow. And when you download the schedule, you will see that I have ticked the days where I think it's most effective for you to do things on that part-time schedule. So for example, I have ticked that you could then do your job search on a Monday and a Friday instead of every day. One of the things that I have found people fall into a trap of doing is job searching and looking at job um, platforms every single day and scrolling through indeed.com or, or LinkedIn jobs is as addictive as scrolling through Facebook and Instagram or any other social media platforms. For job seekers, you can just be scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and saving all these jobs that you end up not applying for. So um, make sure that you don't spend too much of your time just doing that. So um, another example is, you know, networking. You know, the best days for networking would be, let's say, Monday and Thursday. And that is in my 
my personal um, opinion and experience, but you may be from a different country and a different sector where Monday and Thursdays are not so good. I, I have just found that those are the best days for uh, networking. And I in the workshop, I can explain why. Um, and then saving, for example, um, the LinkedIn activity, you don't need to do any LinkedIn activity, for example, on a Thursday or a Friday, because um, it's very well known that LinkedIn tends to wind down um, at, towards the end of the, the week. In fact, the best days for LinkedIn activities are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So if you download my schedule, you will see that I have highlighted uh, with the ticks um what I think are more the more effective days of the week for you to do certain things and have a part-time schedule for job hunting. Of course, meditation, relaxation, exercise, uh, they are ticked there, um, you know, almost every day. I think I've created a one where the walk and exercise for the part-time is just four days a week. You know, people have kids, they have all the ways of keeping themselves active so they don't have to walk and exercise every day. I know that I didn't um, up until very recently. I can do that now and I, I find that wonderful. But before that, you know, with young kids, I just couldn't take the time off every day to exercise. And that was life. And then the third version which again, you know, it would be wonderful for you to see it uh, once you download uh, this uh, document that I'm um, giving you for free in the um, renatabernardi.com forward slash schedule um, is a job hunting weekly schedule where you are just doing a little bit of work during the week. It's not too much. And this can be used uh, in two different ways. If you're working full time and look, I have clients that have jobs and they are job hunting. I have quite a few clients that are not in between jobs. They are actually working, working full time and they are also job hunting. So this is a perfect schedule for them. This is also a perfect schedule for a very busy person who is hosting Christmas parties <laughs> and who has, you know, family over for the holidays or who is going interstate and staying with family. So you would be able to still with your laptop uh, do the minimal amount um, so that you don't fall off the wagon and you feel like you are progressing and you don't end up, you know, two, three, four weeks from now feeling like you have to start from scratch and you've forgotten things and you don't know where to start and you you have that awful feeling that I've had before of um, feeling like you are overwhelmed with anxiety and not knowing what is the best place to begin again. So this uh, schedule of the minimal effort will keep you going and will keep you grounded and you will feel like you're still progressing even though you have the holidays. So you would be doing oh, just one or two things every day, not too much, reducing things as much as possible. Hopefully you would have somebody to rely upon, um, somebody that can take care of the kids for you or, you know, a, a room where you can lock yourself in and let the family out and say, look, I just need one hour or 30 minutes here and there to do a little bit of uh, job search um, during the holidays. So 
This is um, a great document to download. I strongly recommend, even if you're not needing it right now, that you download and you keep it. Save it for later uh, for when you're ready to job hunt, because even though I'm releasing this episode during the holiday season, as I said, I think that this is a very good schedule that you can use at any time. Now, I'd love for you to join me for the Optimize Job Search Holiday Version Workshop. This workshop is a two-day event. I will be doing it from Melbourne, 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 2nd of December and again at 5 p.m. Melbourne Time, Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 3rd of December. And we will then go through uh, these activities and how to use the schedule and how to and go into a little bit more detail on the job applications and weekly review and planning, um, answer any questions you may have. Um, so not only going through each of the activities and what they entail and why they are important, but also I want to share with those who uh, come on board some job market intelligence and extra information that I between now and then can identify from my contacts in the recruitment world. I, you know, want to make sure that we know what's happening December, January. It's usually a slow time in the Southern Hemisphere to job hunt. But it hasn't been that slow for the past two years. In fact, in February this year, there were talks about how are we going to manage this? And it's, you know, getting busier and busier every year. And we are taking time off during January, but there are jobs that are being advertised. And now as we come out of lockdown, it may be that it will be busy um, and I want to touch base with my contacts both here and overseas and present those um, in that information for you during the optimized job search. Because if you're going to start planning for your job search over December, January, then I want to give you as much tea as possible. I want to give you as much information as I can gather to ensure that you are successful, that you feel um, supported. And of course, you know, I'm here for you. We have an amazing um, uh, Facebook private group. And if you're not um, involved in it, I would strongly recommend that you join. And I will be talking about the in the workshop as well, about how good it is to have that private Facebook group. And the private Facebook group, I believe, is a much better solution than a LinkedIn group, because it's it takes you away from that LinkedIn platform. So nobody's you know, it's nobody's business, really. And um, it's completely private. Um, you should keep your Facebook private anyway, as you job hunt. And within that group, everybody is um, like you, job searching and interested in career planning and in developing the best possible plans for their, their preferred future professionally. And we all can post and we all can ask questions and support each other. I do... Um, uh, office hours in there and I'll be doing them over the holiday season as well. But uh, the first step would be for you to um, both download the schedule um, and sign up for 
the Optimize Job Search workshop. And the, in the episode show notes, you can find out all the information on how to do that. If you go to my website, renatabernardi.com, first page, again, you will be able to download the schedule and register for the workshop. And I can't wait to see you. The workshop, just so you know, is renatabernardi.com forward slash workshop. Very simple. <laughs> uh, but again, if you go to my landing page, renatabernardi.com, um, the workshop registration information will be right up there. Easy for you to register. The more people that come live, the better, because it's wonderful to have that interaction. And if you're alive, you can ask questions. But if you're not able to attend live, let's say 5 p.m. Melbourne time is a terrible time for you. Uh, register anyway, because if you register in um, a few hours after the workshop, I will most definitely be sending you the link and you can then watch it later and have all the information that you need to activate that Job Hunting Weekly schedule and optimize your job search. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I certainly enjoyed getting off my chest. Uh, you know, this weekly schedule, I think it's such an important business for job hunters. And the better you organize your routine over summer, you, the more ahead of the game you will be. And that's all I want for you. If you want to know more about me, um, please go to the episode show notes or go to my website, renatabenadi.com. If you want to know about the LinkedIn audit, which I mentioned before, it's also on my website under services. And I will continue to be doing those over summer as well. And there is the Reset Your Career on-demand program, which I will be talking more about on the workshop, but it's such a good program to be doing over summer because it will definitely support that schedule and support that routine. It has a 31 days of action plan that will definitely take you through the holiday season for sure and keep you, I mean, just having that 31 days of actions and doing it. By the time you finish that program, you will look back and you will have achieved so much. And hopefully, who knows, you might end up with a job by Feb. That would be fantastic. And I can't wait to celebrate with you. That's it for now. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Bye. I hope you found this episode useful and that it helps your job hunting and career plans. Don't forget to subscribe and follow me on social media and on your favorite podcast app. And please join the Reset Your Career community so I can send you free tools and resources to make your career advancement more successful. See you next time.